The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. I almost said good morning because <laughs> I'm used to being here in the morning. So if you're joining me, thank you. This is Haley, and um, we're going to talk about essential oils today and some ways you can use them around your house. So I'm, I see some familiar names. I see some new names. So I'm super happy to be here with everyone. And I know it's dinner time for some people. So just sit back, eat your dinner and relax. I'm not even thinking about that yet. <clears throat> Let me just uh, get to my document here. And um, I can't wait to share with you guys. All right. So if you guys, I just want to take care of a little bit of housekeeping real quick. So first of all, like I said, I'm here today a little bit later than I normally would be here. Um, usually I do um, 10 o'clock my time, which is Pacific time. So um, in two weeks from today, I'll be back at that regular time. Just needed to change it up today to take care of some stuff. Um, so that's what I wanted you to know, first of all. <clears throat> um, Looks like we have plenty of time to kind of chit chat. So I'm going to share some stuff first. Um, listen, see what resonates with you. Um, and then I'll open it up and you guys can ask some questions. So it's kind of been fun since I got home from some appointments this morning. I've been um, playing around with some DIY essential oil stuff and putting some yummy oils in my diffuser. So as we go along, I'll share with you. Um, some of the recipes that I have and some of the things that I use and what I do around my house to keep my house as toxin free as, as I can possibly make it because was, you know, no matter how hard we try, our bodies are expo exposed to toxins and pollutions like all the time, just walking outside here, especially the last few months, it's been super smoky. So I try to keep my house as clean as I can. And I um, love to have the windows and doors open, but that just hasn't been happening around here lately. And so it's important, super important for me, a person with asthma, that I keep my house as free of toxins as, as I possibly can. Um, my husband also has a, a chronic progressive illness. And when we um, had a, a visit a few years back with the natural path and she did all her fancy stuff, right? She took blood, she looked at it under microscopes and she could see all this, you know, information. And she said, you know, the most important thing right now is that you keep your house um, as toxin free as possible because toxins may have been what um, caused this condition to, um, to grow in the first place. So that was super important to me. And I have two kiddos. I have a 14 year old and a 17 year old and um, <laughs> like they're exposed to stuff all the time, even just in school and on the school bus and wink, wink. Um, so I want to keep my house as, as clean. And I don't mean clean as in there's no dust. Cause I, I live in a house with two dogs. There's dust and fur and stuff. Right. But I mean, when I say clean, I'm talking about natural, organic, non-toxic, um, cleaning products, what I put on my body, how I fragrance my home, that type of thing. So we're going to, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so the environmental working group, they have done lots of studies over the years. And one of their most recent studies was a look at 2000 different um, cleaning products that we use within our house that are on your shelves at the grocery store. And um, the large majority of them had 
contaminants, um, poisons, carcinogens, and things like that in them that contribute to so many of the health conditions that we see um, in, in ourselves and our loved ones and our, in our um, you know, our friends and family. And some of those health concerns are things like asthma. Like I said, I, I have asthma. I didn't have it. I didn't grow up with it. Um, but I grew up in a house and um, still to this day, despite my mom's love of essential oils, she struggles to get rid of the plugins in the wall because she wants her house to smell pretty. And um, she still thinks that pine salt is going to be the way that the floor is going to get the cleanest. And so, you know, some, some things are hard to give up when you've grown up believing that that truly is the way to, um, to get things done in an efficient and effective way. And so um, I have to be really careful. I notice a difference when I go to her house and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I hear, and it's some glade puffy thing that's up on a shelf that, you know, starts squirting at me. And so gradually I'm working with my mom um, to switch some of that out. And, um, and I'll share with you guys some of the ways that I've been doing that. So asthma um, can be exacerbated by fumes that, um, that we breathe in from the cleaning products that are currently out there. There's even cleaning products that um, you may think wouldn't have an effect on your respiratory system and your breathing, but when two different ingredients are combined from two different products, it actually, um, they, they interact together and then they cause um, dangerous fumes just for the, through the combination of um, the two ingredients. Most <clears throat> um, cleaning products that are currently on the market don't have to list. Um, the FDA doesn't require that they list um, all the ingredients that are in there. The FDA has spent a lot of time on um, ensuring safety when it comes to kids safe, right? Putting certain caps on, um, you know, making sure where they're placed in stores that they're up higher and focusing on that and poison control and things like that. But they haven't really focused as much as they should be on actually sharing with consumers about what's inside. And one of those things that um, is actually very deceitful um, in the market right now is that a lot of products are saying um, contains essential oils or um, 100% essential oils, right? So that's not what I'm here to, those aren't the essential oils that I'm going to be talking about today. And the truth of that story is that in order for something to be um, put on the shelf in our stores and listed as an essential oil product, it only needs to contain um, 3% essential oil in it. That's all they require. So that 3% very, may very well be 100% essential oil. But what about the other 97% of what's in that container, right? If you, you know, it's going to, you want it to be pretty, right? So it may have dyes in it. You want it to, um, the smell to be strong. Um, so it may have, you know, additives in there to keep it um, shelf stable. So the other 97% can be a lot of stuff that's really bad um, for our bodies, for our skin, for our breathing, for our dogs and animals breathing. And so don't be deceived by those things in the store. Like I just saw a commercial yesterday on TV that talked about, um, and it was probably like an air freshener or something, I can't remember, that talked about it containing essential oils. <laughs> it does. It probably does. I don't doubt that. But how much essential oil is in that product? Who knows? And that's one reason that I buy the essential oils that I do is because I know that that bottle that I buy is 100% that essential oil. 
they're ethically um, sourced. They, doTERRA actually works with the farmers directly, so there's no middleman. They actually teach the farmers how to um, plant and harvest the plants at the optimal time so that they get the best um, amount of oils out and the oils that will, um, that will give the benefits that they're claiming. So that's one of the reasons that I actually love working with the company that I work with, because I know that entire bottle is 100% pure, pure, and here's the most important thing, therapeutic grade essential oil. What I mean by that is that a lot of the oils that I use can be taken internally because they have therapeutic properties and there's research to back that up. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay, so some of the other health concerns that we can see from these different toxins that we have in our homes um, can be things like infertility, being exposed to toxins on a regular basis has actually, research has shown that it decreases the sperm count in men and um, not a good thing. It's resulted in birth defects in children. There was a big research study done on women who actually worked in the clean and business and um, many of their children were born with developmental delays or some um, other, you know, physical disability. So it definitely has an impact on pregnancy. And we all know that like what we take in, right, what we eat when we're pregnant, um, our, babies, our babies feed on that. So if they're getting that from food, why then it, it goes to reason that they'd be getting it from anything that we breathe in or drink or take into our bodies. Um, They can also lead to skin irritation and inflammation, um, burns even, right? You've maybe heard of or used products that when you um, finish cleaning, your skin might've been itchy or, I mean, we probably have all heard of stories about like bleach, right? Be careful, don't spill that on your this or wear gloves for this. So um, can definitely show some skin irritations when we're using those products that have toxins and irritants and carcinogens and stuff in them. Um, Some cancers have been linked to various toxins that are in cleaning products. Um, Decreased brain function. So again, developmental delays, um, ability to problem solve, just optimal brain functioning in general. Um, Allergies, um, poisonings, right? There's a lot of of, um, calls made each year for people who have, you know, a lot of times it's children, but not necessarily, it can be our animals as well, who have um, gotten into some of the products that we might use. And I can tell you that these essential oils that I use, they not only can my dogs, um, they're safe if to a degree, right? And I'll talk more about that. Safe to a degree if they were to um, lick it off of my skin or something like that. But I also put the oils into my animals foods and onto their skin. So I intentionally give these to my animals. I don't avoid it with them. So, um, and if you're, if you're wanting to know more about like that kind of information research that's been done, um, you can even look up certain products. You can go to ewg.org, which is the environmental work group. um, And they have a lot of research on there that talks about um, the products that are on the shelf currently that have these dangerous um, ingredients and components in them. One um, app that I really like to use when I'm, you know, looking at products is the um, Think Dirty app. And it's an app where you can actually um, scan a product in the store um, on your phone and it will tell you, it'll rate it on a scale of, you know, how clean is it to, and how clean are are the ingredients in it 
to whether or not it should be something you put right back. <laughs> so I really like that. So that's Think Dirty <clears throat> and it's an app. All right, so let's, what I thought we'd do today and we'll see how much time we have, um, but what I thought we'd do is we would go together through the rooms in the house and look at um, what currently are the products that you might be using and what are some ways that you can swap them out. So <clears throat> my computer is here in the kitchen, so it's easy for me in my brain to think as I talk to you right now, you know, what are the things I use? What are the things I need to clean in my kitchen? And so I'm going to talk a little bit about things that we use to clean our kitchen, but you know, for me, being in my kitchen is is very much surrounds the idea of cooking and entertaining and that type of thing. So we'll talk a little bit about cleaning, but we'll also talk about um, what we put into our bodies, how we clean our fruits and vegetables, and um, and how we can use the essential oils in our cooking versus maybe something on the shelf that has stabilizers in it. Or maybe it's an herb that's been sitting in the grocery store for a really long time. We don't know how long it's been sitting there. Um, and it really probably doesn't have that many benefits if it's been sitting there and it's really old, whereas the essential oils do. So um, before we get to the oils themselves, some of the things that you can do in your kitchen is um, exchange plastic for glass whenever possible. Now, there are some plastics that are safe, like food grade plastic or cosmetic grade plastic. Um, you know, I do put plastic, um, <clears throat> put some food, like my kids' lunches often go into plastic just because, you know, they're teenagers and they're probably not very careful with throwing their lunch bags around and who knows what they do in the cafeteria. So it's safer for, you know, for me to be putting their food in plastic for their lunches, but I always make sure it's a BPA, you know, safe and um, food grade plastic. But whenever possible, um, you can replace plastic with glass. And that doesn't mean going out and buying a case of, you know, pint-sized mason jars because you can recycle as well. You can take old pasta jars and things like that and just run them through your dishwasher cycle. And if you're wanting to get the label off, that's where lemon comes in handy. You just put um, a little bit of lemon on a, um, onto the label, let it sit for a little bit. It'll sort of break up that glue that's on the label. And then you can just take um, a damp cloth and sort of rub it over it and that label will come right off. And that works really for anything sticky. It even works for like getting gum in your hair. Not that I make a habit of that. <laughs> but little kids do for some reason. They always need to get it in their hair. Um, so lemon is a great something to keep in your kitchen. Um, I guess I guess what I want to say before I start, sorry, I'm a little bit all over the place, but there's so much to share is that there's some basic things that you can keep in your house besides essential oils that can really help you to make your own products. <clears throat> and they're very easy, very simple, easy to get, inexpensive products like distilled water, white vinegar, um, baking soda, um, unscented liquid Castile soap, things like that. And we'll go through some of the recipes and you'll see where most of these recipes contain those same things and just having those in your house with a few, you know, essential oils sprinkled in here and there. Um, can you could, there's really not, I mean, maybe there is, and maybe one of you will bring it up at the end here, but there's really nothing that I can think of that I use on a daily basis that I can't make myself. Um, the other thing you can do is, is exchange your um, nonstick cookware for either cast iron or stainless steel cookware because that nonstick does 
come off, um, you know, depending on what utensils and stuff you're using. Um, buying in bulk often can save you money and it reduces waste, you know, environmental, um, if you're, you know, concerned about that and being as green as you can. So one of the ways that you can use essential oils in your kitchen is you can make your own vegetable wash. So we just went apple picking a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, I, I know that the farm that I bought from is organic, but again, there's, we're breathing in pollutants and stuff all the time. So I still like to wash my vegetables. I usually do it um, whenever my food box is delivered or if I go to the farmer's market, it's the first thing I do when I get home is sort of wash and, and peel and cut up and prepare my vegetables, fruits and vegetables for the week, because then I'm more likely to eat healthier if they're sort of ready to go and at my fingertips. And so for me, what I do is I just um, fill up a sink with water and I put a splash of white vinegar in, which you're like, Ugh, but I don't want my apple <laughs> to taste like white vinegar. You won't. It's just a splash. It's not half your sink of white vinegar and half with water. It's just a splash of vinegar. And then I either put in my water um, some lemon or some of the On Guard, which is doTERRA's protective blend. And it smells like fall. It's orange and cinnamon and clove and those types of scents. And so I'll just put a couple, you know, drops of that in there. And if my basin, if my sink is filled with water, when I tip the bottle upside down, um, I can hear the drops actually hit the water. So, you know, I'm just putting in a few drops, maybe five drops or so. But, um, you know, you can also just hold it upside down and just shake it real quick. Don't, don't just let it tip out, but just kind of shake it up and then turn it upside down and then lift it up the right way again a couple of times and you should just get a couple drops. And so I just let my stuff, you know, soak in there for a few minutes and then I just empty out the sink, rinse it under the water and it's good to go. And it's the same way that I actually prepare the apples once I cut them up. I'll take a bowl of um, cold water. I'll cut up the apples. My kids take apples to school every day. So I cut up the apples. I put them into the water. Um, that's going to help them already not to turn that brown color that apples turn when they've sat out for a while. And then I put either a couple drops of um, citrus bliss, which is a really lovely citrus slash vanilla type essential oil, or I'll put lemon, or I'll put the on garden. And, and I just like let the apple sit in there for, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. And then I just drain the water from the apples and then they get popped into the kids' lunch bags or lunch boxes. And um, not only are, is it going to preserve them in a natural way, it's going to give them a, a really lovely taste as well. Um, also, when I think about like the things that I do in my kitchen, I'm blessed that I do have like a water filtration system. But if you don't, um, your water alone in your house can contain yucky stuff, right? Whether it's stuff that's in the pipes and it's in old pipes or whether it's just the water in general, a way that you can sort of purify your water when you put it into your thermos each day or your, or your glass um, drinking cup is to put a couple drops of the essential oil straight into the water. My favorites would be... Um, lemon I always have with me. That's always in my purse. Um, because like I said, it has, it's a multi-purpose oil. So I love to have lemon with me at all times, but I love grapefruit and fennel and grapefruits also amazing for, um, like lymphatic drainage and circulation 
and the fennel is really good for digestion. So I love that in my water, but my most recent like love, which is, I haven't even used anything else since I got this is the new meta power um, collection that just came out and it's a cardiometabolic blend. So it's a blend of lemon, grapefruit, peppermint, cinnamon, and ginger. And I just put two or three drops of that into my 24 ounce stainless steel thermos and fill it up with my ice and my water. <clears throat> and I drink that throughout the day. Not only does it taste good, it encourages me to drink more water, which is always good for any of us. Um, but because it's a cardiometabolic blend, it's also working on my metabolism. It's stopping me from having sugar cravings because of the, um, the oils that are in it and the cinnamon being the biggest one for that. It's helping with any digestive issues because of the peppermint and the ginger. And the lemon and the grapefruit are purifying the water, but it's also helping with like my appetite um, control. Like I'm drinking this water throughout the day. And sometimes it's like two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm not intermittent fasting. I'm just, you know, drinking my water. <laughs> and I, sometimes it's two o'clock and I think, oh shoot, I didn't, I didn't um, have any lunch yet. Speaking of, let me have a sip. Yeah, it's so good, you guys. <laughs> so good. It's my favorite right now. So that's, that's one way that I, um, that I, I know you can buy lots of water flavorings at the grocery store and I'm really not here to like put them down. I, I can't say, I know that some of them do have sugars in them. Right. And so if that's a, of a concern to you, um, that's something to be aware of. And, and even if it's not sugar and it's a natural, natural sweetener, not all of us do okay even with those, right? Not everyone can do stevia. Not everyone can do the, the, you know, the different various xylitol and different sweeteners that are out there. So if you're looking for a way to flavor your water um, and not add those things that maybe your body doesn't do well with, then putting essential oils just straight into your water is a great, great and easy way to get, um, to get the essential oils into your body to get the benefits from them. Um, I also love cooking in my kitchen with essential oils and things like basil, um, cilantro, oregano, cinnamon, um, so many, and all the citrus oils, of course. So for example, <clears throat> I make my own tomato sauce, my marinara sauce, which is really easy. Now, I'm not saying that everyone listening to this right now is going to go out and make everything DIY. I realize that's not the case, right? I'm a stay-at-home mom. It's It was my choice. That's what I want to do. I'm here. I love loving on my family. Um, I love loving on my friends. And so I'm home and I can, and I can do that. And I realize that's not, that's not um, going to be the case for everyone. So not everything needs to be made DIY, but I do make my tomato sauce um, from scratch. And that way I know what's going into it. I know that it's not laden with sugars. Um, a little bit of sugar in your tomato sauce is great. It brings out the sweetness of the tomatoes, but, um, but not tons like what are in the ones that you can buy on the shelf. And in that, I might just add a drop of basil. Um, less is always more when it comes to essential oils and using them in your cooking. So um, for anyone that is new, uh, what, we, what we usually suggest is just taking a toothpick actually and dipping the toothpick down inside of the bottle, there's a little hole on the top of the bottle that you can dip, the, the toothpick will fit down in there and then just swirling that into your recipe. You might do that a couple of times, taste it because you can always add more, but you
can't take it out, then, you know, the more you start using the oils in your cooking, you'll know how much you can and cannot add to things. So I know now when I make a batch of brownies that a toothpick isn't going to do it, right? Putting a toothpick of peppermint in my chocolate brownies is, is not, I'm not even going to taste it. So I now know that I want to put like three to four drops in. And so the more you do it, the more confident you'll get with it, um, the easier it will become. So um, you can also use it in dressings and marinades. Um, flavor, you know, if you like flavored olive oils, you can just take a regular jar of olive oil, a bottle of olive oil, and add some of the essential oils to that. And then you have yourself a flavored olive oil. I use them in my smoothies every day. I have a smoothie, so I use them in my smoothies um, each morning. And what I want to say, since we're talking about like cooking and the health benefits of essential oils is the really important thing that I incorporate into my, my daily life isn't necessarily an essential oil per se, um, but it's from the same company that I, um, that I buy my oils from and it's called LLV and that stands for lifelong vitality. And it's really just our like vitamin system and it's a three-part system. So it's um, an omega vitamin. So that's your fish oil, which is good for brain, right? For your brain. Um, it's um, alpha CRS, which is a cellular renewal complex. So it helps keep inflammation and stuff like that down in your body, helps your immune system. And then the microplex VM, which is our, like the vitamins you might be used to, which contains 22 different minerals and nutrients. And that's super duper important for me. Um, to just start my body off on the right foot before I'm even thinking about any of this other stuff. So my husband takes it. He's seen drastic um, differences from just over-the-counter vitamins. And this is his story, not mine. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll share more of it. But um, he, you know, his condition is pretty serious. And he was taking vitamins from other places for a long time, just, you know, over the counter stuff. And for him to say that he notices a difference, you guys, and this is like just me being really raw and real and honest with you. Um, I want to keep him around as long as I can. And if this is making a difference for me, it's worth whatever it is, right. For him to feel better and notice differences. And on top of that, he's an engineer, so he doesn't just believe any story. <laughs> he needs to, he needs to try it out. He needs to like see it. It needs to be tangible. Um, and he didn't believe in a lot of this stuff for a long, long time. And now he definitely has favorites. And the lifelong vitality vitamin system is um, is one of them. I don't know if one of my friends is on here, and if she is, maybe she'll speak up later. I don't want to call her out, but there's been other people in our community, our ACB community, who have started taking these LLVs and really um, are noticing differences too. So that's going to be like your, your baseline before any of this other stuff is, um, is your body already open and ready to receive all the other goodness, right? Is your food being absorbed the way that it should be? And so I just, I did want to share that since we're talking about the kitchen and cooking and food and what we put into our bodies that way. Um, and then I also take a probiotic and a, and a, um, a food enzyme, which does help my body to absorb the foods that I'm eating so that I don't have that digestive discomfort. Um, because for me, for most of my life, I've, I've, before I even opened my eyes in the morning, I knew I felt nauseous. 
Um, digestion has always been a thing for me. If I'm going to get the flu, it's going to affect my belly. If I get a headache, I'm going to be nauseous. So digestion has always been a struggle for me. It wasn't the, the first reason that I got into essential oils. Um, that was actually to help with my depression, my lifelong, since I was a teenager, depression. And it was to help with my headaches. But I soon realized as I started incorporating different things into my life that, um, wow, I didn't know my digestion was bad until it wasn't. So um, I just wanted to share that with you guys as well, since we're, we're in the kitchen. So let's talk a little bit about cleaning in the kitchen. So, so many things, you guys, that, um, that you can either make or you can buy pre-made that will change the way you clean your kitchen. It will even change. Yes, I'm going to say this on air, <laughs> on a recording, will change the way you feel about cleaning. Well, at least for me, it has because nothing moves my soul and brightens my spirits and changes my mood like fragrance and music. And the, the products smell so good. It's like I I enjoy cleaning because I love the way that my house smells afterwards. Now, I know that's a stretch, okay? I'm not saying every day that I wake up feeling like, whoa, let's clean. But when I do, um, you know, take time to do like a thorough cleaning of my kitchen or I was cleaning my bathroom before I got on here to spend time with you guys, I love the way that my bathroom smells right now. So, um, and it doesn't have to be toxic in order for it to smell that way. It can be things you make for yourself. So in the kitchen, it could be things like um, your surface cleaners for your counters, um, for stainless steel, cleaning out your microwave, um, making your, you know how sometimes your garbage disposal can get like that mm, smell to it, right? When you turn it on, because look at all the stuff you're putting down it. Sometimes my trash can doesn't smell that great. Who knows what the kids put in there? Excuse me, I'm burping. Excuse me. Um, maybe I needed some digestive stuff. <laughs> but the trash can can smell pretty grungy sometimes. So I just take easy peasy here, guys. I take a couple cotton balls or a couple of the round cotton pads that you clean your face with in the morning. And I put a couple drops of you know, a couple different essential oils on it. And I put it in the bottom of my trash can underneath the bag, not even in the trash bag, but just in the bottom of the can itself, put the bag in and it just, it just keeps it smelling fresher. So um, same with the refrigerator. You know, I take, a, I have a little container in my refrigerator, a glass mason jar, and it has baking soda in it. And it has some essential oils in it. Just a couple drops sprinkled in with um, a cup to a cup, half a cup to a cup of baking soda. And it's, I put a piece of like cheesecloth over the top and put a rubber band around it so that it vents and it sits in the back of my refrigerator and it keeps it fresh. It's similar to like when you would take like Arm & Hammer, you know, that beautiful orange box <laughs> of Arm & Hammer and you would tear the little thing off the front so that the baking soda was inside and could absorb all the smells and all the nastiness that can sometimes be in your fridge. Well, this works the same way, but in a really easy, really inexpensive and really safe way. Um, again, like I said, odors, um, you know, we often think of plugins or we think of um, air fresheners, you know, if you've cooked fish or, or Brussels sprouts or cauliflower in your kitchen, you know, like it doesn't just stay in your kitchen, right? The whole house ends up smelling like that. Um, 
so, so easy to make your own room sprays, um, to buy a small diffuser and put in various rooms of your house. So what is a diffuser? For those that are thinking, what does that mean? A diffuser can come in so many different sizes. You want the kind that you put water in. That's an ultrasonic diffuser. And so it's like a, a bowl with a lid on it, let's say. And you fill that bowl with your water. <clears throat> you put your essential oils of choice into the water. Um, I like that we sell a variety that of um, sizes as well as ones that are plug-in and ones that are rechargeable. Especially if you have animals, like maybe the, the idea of cords being plugged in and a big container of water doesn't appeal to you. Or maybe you travel a lot and you want something that's just rechargeable so that you can take it to the office or you can take it on your trips and put it in your hotel rooms. Um, and so it's just a matter of putting your oils into your water and putting the lid on, um, turning the button on in the front for those who may still have a little bit of vision and you enjoy like the lighting. Um, there's ones that change colors, like they color morph. And, um, but then the other button is to set up um, how long you want it to go on for. So it can be set up to just go on, go for two hours and then turn off. It can be set up to, to intermittently go on and then, you know, go off and come back on again, or it can just be a continual um, mist. So that sort of comes out of the hole and fragrances the room. And I use these in every room of my house. I don't use one in my kitchen on a daily basis because I don't necessarily want those smells interfering with like the smells of what I'm cooking until I do, right? Like I said, until it's fish or cauliflower or something like that. Um, so it's great just to bring in one of those rechargeable ones and set it up in my kitchen after I've cooked something and I want that odor to get out. <laughs> All right. Um, so whether it's your dishwashing detergents, right, you can make those or you can buy those. So the recipe that I have to make your own dishwashing soap, the powder, super duper easy. It's, you know, like four ingredients and it's pretty much salt and um, like a borax type thing, baking soda, um, citric acid, and then your essential oils. And I just keep mine in a mason jar um, under my sink. And then when I want to use it, I can just scoop out a tablespoon or so and put it in the dishwasher drawer and use it. Um, do I always have that under my sink? Am I always prepared? Do I always have it made? No. So a nice alternative to that is the fact that doTERRA um, wants to make things easy. They want to inspire us and encourage us to have a clean home, to have a, and like, again, I don't mean clean as in um, tidy or, or no dust, right? Although we know that dust isn't good for us and a cluttered house means a cluttered mind, at least for me, it does. Um, but when I say clean, I mean green, green, clean, no toxins, no pollutants, no carcinogens. And so doTERRA actually came out with a line last year called Abode. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, they have several products that make it easy for us. They have laundry pods and dishwasher pods and all-purpose cleaning sprays and um, dishwash, um, dish liquid, dishwashing liquid, things like that. Um, so, you know, depending on how crafty you are or how much time you have or how confident you feel with, with oils. We talked last time we were together two weeks ago 
um, Cindy had asked, how do you as a blind person measure the drops and how are things coming along with making things more accessible? And so, um, you know, I feel like Braille is right around the corner. I'm really hopeful based on recent conversations that I've had. Braille can be, you can get Braille now on each of the products. That's not a problem, right? If you could reach out to them and say, hey, I have lemon. Can you send me the Braille material on how to use it, where it's sourced, some recipes? You can get that now. But Braille on the labels, I feel like is is right around the corner. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm more hopeful than I've been. Um, in the last couple of years of us having these conversations. But as far as measuring the drops, it's just, um, and maybe we'll do a whole call on how to make essential oils accessible, right? How do I measure drops? How do I add them to my foods? Like I said, with the toothpick method, if you're nervous about putting the drops directly in, maybe we'll do a call on that at some point. Um, so maybe that's a little unnerving for you. Maybe you're like, yeah, I don't know. I can't see myself doing that. Just know that that doesn't mean you have to stick with the, the old because you're scared of the new. You can just buy the stuff that's already pre-made for you. All right. I'm going to take a breath while I just look at my notes. Um, okay. So um, I talked about an all-purpose cleaner that you can, um, you can purchase it already made but then you're stuck with the fragrance that they've decided on for you. So I do like to make mine my own up and I like to make them like according to the season, you know, in the summertime, I might do more citrus and florals. Um, and in the winter and fall, I might do more of like the spicy type things or the woodsy type essential oils, um, as well as what am I trying to achieve, right? Just a pretty smelling surface cleaner that doesn't have any antibacterial properties in it really isn't an all-purpose cleaner. So when you're making your DIY products to use around your house, those are some of the questions that you want to ask yourself. What am I trying to achieve with this blend? Whether it's a perfume, whether it's a, a salve or a lotion, whether it's something in your diffuser or, or DIY cleaning product, like what am I trying to achieve? Am I needing it to be uplifting? Am I needing it to be calming? Do I want it to be antifungal and antibacterial? Those are the things that you'll need to ask yourself and that will determine what oils you put in there. Then you might say, well, what do I, what smells do I like? Do I like the woodsy, um, you know, fur type oils or cedar wood, those types of things? Or do I like the the citrus and florals? Do I like the way they smell together? Do I prefer peppermint? Um, do I need some motivation? So am I working out of my office and I need something to keep me awake and keep me productive and motivated? That may influence what oils you use. So those are some of the things to consider when making your products. But, um, you know, for like an all-purpose cleaner, again, it could be used for stainless steel, um, it could be used on your counters and your in your sinks um, to clean your toilets, to um, clean like your tiles. I would say, you know, maybe get like a little um, toothbrush that's specific to that um, that room. And if you're needing to do some serious cleaning out, you know, having like a little toothbrush to get in there is, is helpful. But simple. Let me show you how simple. So an all-purpose cleaner that can be used throughout your house, but we're looking at kitchen right now. Um, is one cup of water. I like distilled water, but it doesn't have to be. Um, it's just that we always have distilled water in our house. So one cup of water, 
one cup of white vinegar, buy it in bulk at Costco. I'm not, I don't work for Costco, but I mean, I just said earlier that a lot of these products will have the same ingredients in them. <clears throat> so your one cup of water, your one cup of, of um, distilled white vinegar, and then eight to drops, eight to 10 drops of your essential oil, lemon, the On Guard is a great one. Um, the Abode line I talked about um, actually has its own essential oil blend. So you could put that in there. Um, again, you know, a lot of the citrus oils are going to be very cleansing and cleaning that way. Tea tree um, is very um, antibacterial, antifungal. So it depends, like what room are you in and what do you want it to smell like? If you don't want your bathroom to smell like, um, I'm just going to say it. If you don't want your bathroom to smell like poop and flowers, then maybe you don't use a floral, right? Um, maybe you go more for a citrus or a peppermint or something. I hope I'm not banned from doing these calls because um, I'm pretty honest. <laughs> On that note, you've got 20 minutes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you. I'm just going to cover a few more things. You know, what we might end up doing, you guys, is breaking the, like taking different calls for different rooms um, because there's just so much. Um, I talked a little bit about the baking, uh, the garbage disposal being smelly, right? So here's a simple recipe that you can use in your garbage disposal. It's two cups of baking soda, one cup of salt, a half cup of water, um, liquid Castile soap. So a third cup of liquid Castile soap, no scent to it because you're going to add your scent. And then your 10 drops of lemon, 10 drops of orange, um, 10 drops of spearmint. And um, so what you're going to do is you're going to do the dry ingredients first and then add in the Castile soap. Um, add your water, just a tablespoon at a time. You don't want it to be, um, you don't want it to, to be runny. You want it just to be like the consistency of like a damp sand. Um, and it'll hold together when you squeeze it with like your hand, right? So just think back to making sand castles. You want it to be like that consistency. And then what you're going to do is you're going to either just scoop it with a tablespoon and then like squeeze it together with your hands and put it on a lined baking sheet to dry. Or you can scoop it into silicone um, ice cube trays or shaped you know, silicone molds. And then you just leave it until it dries and hardens. And then you just pop those out if they're in a mold and store them in a glass, um, in a glass jar with the lid on, make sure it's airtight and it's not going to get any moisture in there. And then after you do your dishes, you know, you notice that your dishwasher or your dis disposal is smelling a little grungy. You just pop two or three of those in there, turn the water on and run it. And before you know it, you've got that sort of citrus spearmint um, fragrance throughout your kitchen. <clears throat> so much more, you guys. That's just the kitchen. So let's um, let's open it up, Sheila, and see if there's any questions. And then if not, we can go on with like a different room of the house. Um, so we'll just we'll just play it by ear and see. Okay. Lisa. Hi, what Hi. great informational. Thank you. Um, I have to see if I can get back to um, thinking about um, really good information. This is like, wow, um, a lot and trying to digest it all. Uh, uh, gosh. 
I'm trying to think of my question because there was just so much information <laughs> that uh, I had so much. To. It was like, oh, try to remember it. Um, so good. But Is there any way that, um, that this might be available that we could review it because it's just so much information? I can't figure out where I, I thought I'd uh, like try to take a note on on yeah. my question, but uh, getting overwhelmed here. It's so, it's so much great. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. Really? Yeah, for sure. You can always reach out to me. Anyone that's listening can reach out to me um, at blindessentials at gmail.com. And if there's a specific question you have, I can answer it. Um, or if you want um, the information that we talk about on the calls, I'm happy to send that to you as well. So that's just B L I N D E S S E N T I A L S at gmail.com and then I can if you think of your question feel free to reach out um, or like I said if you want the if you want the information from the call it's kind of a a a lot a lot more than even what I'm sharing um, because like there just is there's always more I've been using essential oils for almost nine years and and I learn every day something new. I try something that doesn't work. I try something that I like better than something I've been using for a couple of years. So we're, we're always learning. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Deborah, you can unmute. Hi. Hello. What, where I live is a bunch of senior citizens that we all use this one washing machine, um, you know, like washing machine and dryer. Yes. So in order to have my clothes smell fresh, I've been buying that very expensive uh, unstoppable. So Don't do it. <laughs> so what, you know, so I would really like to cut my cost down on that, yes. you know, Yes. It's funny you should ask, Deborah, because the next thing I have here on my document is the laundry room. Um, what I will say, you're talking about cutting your costs down. So each bottle of essential oil has uh, 250 drops of essential oils in it. And you heard me say some of the recipes, like you're maybe using 10, right? So you're going to get a lot, you're going to be able to make a lot of things out of one bottle. And again, if you don't want to make things and that just isn't appealing to you, then there's things that are already um out there. So let me share a little bit of what I what I'm going to say about the laundry room and see if I answer your question. And then if I don't, then you know, please come back and, and let me know. Does that sound good? Yes. Okay. So Sheila, I'm going to do that. I'm going to share a little bit about like the laundry That's room. Fine and then because you don't have any other hands right now anyway. So. Okay, perfect. And so I'm going to do that, Deborah. And then you let me know mm -hmm. if I shared anything that um, answered your question. So um, some easy must-haves to have for your laundry room. Again, very similar to what we talked about earlier. Um, white vinegar, baking soda, and, um, you know, distilled water. Your clothes aren't going to end up smelling like vinegar. I, it was a fear of mine. I thought, nope, <laughs> I don't want to smell like vinegar. I'm not doing anything with vinegar in my, in my clothes. I, I like my clothes to smell nice. Um, but I did find that I was getting a lot more headaches um, when I was using certain products. So there's a couple things that I really love to use in my laundry room. And um, earlier I mentioned OnGuard and using it to clean your fruits and vegetables with or to use in an all-purpose cleaner. 
but I also love the on guard laundry soap and it's already made and it just takes a tablespoon in your tray. Now it is liquid, right? And I, for me anyway, personally, liquid is much harder to measure um, into my little drawer in my washer than say putting a pot in, right? Or even putting the powder in is easier than the liquid for me. And so what I did is I transferred my on guard laundry soap to a, um, to a pump bottle that I bought. And then I just put, you know, my finger on top and push the pump down once. And it gives me about the right amount for putting that liquid into that drawer mm -hmm. instead of me having to worry about measuring. <laughs> so um, I use pump bottles a lot for making my DIY products because it's just, um, it's just so much easier, less spillage. Um, it gives me a more accurate amount than trying to pour into a tablespoon you know, and having some spill over. Um, the cleaner concentrate is another one that I really love and it's super concentrated. You only need like a very little um, in your, in to use for anything in your, in your laundry room. So as far as making your clothes smell nice, so you could start with the basics, which is the laundry soap, right? The on guard laundry soap or abode now has laundry pods. So I've kind of switched over to that. I kind of go back and forth, just whatever mood I'm in. Um, and I just throw a couple of those pods right into the barrel of my washer. Now I have a front loader. <clears throat> I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but I have a front loader. So I just throw, if it's a small load, I just put one pod in. And if it's a big load, which it usually is, because my kids only bring their laundry baskets down when they're desperate, um, then I throw two pods in and my load of laundry and I just, you know, turn it on. And so that's like your basic, like, you know, your actual laundry soap. Now when we're talking about our clothes smelling nice. That often comes from fabric softener, right? Or like you said, the unstoppables or um, fabric softener sheets. So bad for you, my friend. Um, no judgment, really, just saying it because I care. So let me tell you some things I do to make my clothes smell nice. So the easiest thing to do is to buy some wool dryer balls and put a couple of drops of your essential oil of choice onto the dryer balls and put them um, into your dryer with your clothes. Now, if you put them in when the clothes are wet, I find that the smell doesn't really give off as much as if I wait till they're almost dry, or even if I let them dry all the way, and then I put the dryer ball in um, and put it onto like the de-wrinkle cycle, I feel like that fragrance is my clothes better than putting the dryer ball in there when the clothes are like soaking wet. So that's one thing that you can do, which is a pretty easy thing to do. And the dryer balls you can find just on Amazon, just type in wool dryer balls. Um, the other... The other thing you can do is, um, let me think, let me look through my recipe and see which is the easiest. Like, so um, another thing you can do is you can take three quarters of a cup of white vinegar um, and some tea tree, um, some grapefruit and a spray bottle. And you can actually um, wipe down your, um, your drum of your washing machine, like put that into a spray bottle, spray it after each load or whatever, you know, after, after every couple of loads and wipe down the inside of the washing machine drum and also like that rubber seal, like just wipe it out that way. 
um, take a damp cloth once you've sprayed it and just wipe it down and, and then make sure it's dry before you put the next load in. Because sometimes when our clothes don't smell nice or they smell musty, um, it's because things have built up, right? Those things that we're using in our washing machines and our dryers, more so our washing machines, they've built up a film or like a soap scum or a residue in our washing machine, especially in that rubber um, like area at the front of the washing machine. So I sometimes will do that every so often. And then you can just run, run like a, a quick cycle if you wanted to. Um, sometimes in the evening before I go to bed, I'll actually just run like the washer, like a sanitize cycle. Sometimes just to get those smells out. Plus I throw dog bedding and stuff in there too. And that can leave a smell sometimes. Um, but the other thing you can do is you can make up like a spray that's got oils in it that you like. And again, it's going to be vinegar, um, lavender, um, geranium, I like to use. And I put that into a, um, I put that into a 16 ounce spray bottle. And while your clothes are still wet and they're in your washing machine, but they've already been washed, right? It's before you put them into your dryer. I make up that blend of white vinegar and whatever essential oils that I like, and I can spray it right onto my clothes and then take the clothes out of the washing machine and put them in the dryer. So that's another thing you can do. And then that way you get to choose the oils that you like, right? The last thing that you can do is this, is you can make up, again, it's another DIY, it's a blend. It's, it's again, same kind of products, right? The vinegar and different things. You can make up, it's a liquid that you'd make up in a, in a jar. And then you can just go to the dollar store and buy some sponges, not the kind that have like the scouring rough side, but just the one that's all sponge. And you can take maybe like five sponges and cut the sponges in half and put them down inside that liquid. When you put your clothes in the dryer, take out one of those sponges, which is now infused with whatever essential oils that you like, um, wring it out. You don't want it to be like dry. You just want it to be damp. So get out some of the water and then put that sponge in with your clothes. So it's similar to using the dryer ball, but the sponge has been sitting in that liquid and has absorbed all of those essential oils. And just put that sponge in with your dryer in your clothes and, and turn it on. And then, you know, when your clothes are done, you take your clothes out, fold them up, take that sponge, put that sponge down in that liquid that's still in that jar and you're ready to go for the next time. So those are some things that I do. I sort of alternate, right? I mean, I don't always have that liquid made up or maybe the sponges have been sitting in there a while and I want to refresh them and, and I don't have them. So then I might use the dryer ball. But those are some ways to use the non-toxic um, ways to, you know, and you can pick and choose what fragrances you like. Like I realize lavender is not everyone's cup of tea. So maybe you want your clothes to smell like just more fresh, which there's a blend of oils called Purify. And I love it. And I, I think I saw Gail on here and Gail really loves Purify. Um, so there's several different oils that you can choose from. If it's really just a matter of fragrance, right? I mean, if you want them to have uplifting properties, then maybe putting citrus oils in would be, you know, a good choice. But um, those are some of the things that, that come to mind for me. What, what is, how does that sound, Deborah? Yeah, I like that. Um, and you gave me an idea. So now I got to go to the dollar store and get those pumps, you know, like whatever item in the pump and pour it out and put my laundry stuff in there. That's yep. perfect. Measurement. 
Yep. <laughs> it's so much easier. Do you know how many times Recycle. I've spilled? Yes. And I've spilled stuff all, I've spilled laundry soap, be it powder or liquid so many times. Like, cause that, that when I was using like Tide and I bought mine at Costco, that was a huge thing, right? A huge container. And I would sit on the edge of the washing machine and I would get the little cup out and I put the little cup underneath and then I'd pump and the whole thing would come falling off because it was like, you know, heavy. And then there I'd even like cracked like whole containers and spilled them over the floor before, or I've ended up with the powder all over the floor. So um, I love using that pump method and hopefully you'll, that, that'll be helpful to you. Haley, you've got about three minutes, dear. All right. Do, do you want to keep going, Sheila? It's up to we... you. It's up to you. It's I'm, your okay. Call. I'm okay to go a little bit longer. My son's okay. having a driving lesson today. I'm a little bit anxious. So anything I can do to <laughs> take my mind off of that is, is a good thing. So, um, so we'll keep going. Um, okay. All right. Let's um, get to the next room of the house. Or actually, let's talk about freshening up your linen, your linen closet. So, Deborah, this sort of is another, um, another thing you can do, too. Like, I was specifically talking about things you can put in your washer or put in your dryer to start that process of aromatherapy and fragrance, fragrancing your clothes. But um, another thing you can do is to make up um, your own, like, linen sprays. <clears throat> and so whether that's um, spraying it on your bed before you um, get into it at night or whether it's spraying it on your towels in your closet as you put them away so that that fragrance is in there. Um, super duper easy thing to do again. Um, I like to use, you know, we're talking about putting drops into products and how daunting that might sound. Um, and like I said, I think the more you do it, the more comfortable it will become. But the other thing that I really like to do is transfer my essential oils from the big 15 ml bottle that they come into, that they come in rather into um, small little drams. They're like little sample drams like that I would give someone if they wanted to try an essential oil. And the little hole on top is a lot smaller. So what you can do is um, tip that upside down and tap the bottom of the little vessel and each drop is about a third of a drop. So if you're wanting to put two drops into your um, DIY linen spray, let's say, then you would just turn that little vial over and tap the bottom of it, you know, six times. And that's going to be equivalent to about um, two drops. And a lot of people like that better. They feel like they have more control. And that would just be, um, I transfer it by using like an, an eyedropper, like, you know, syringe or I call them pipettes. I just would suck some out of that, that 15 ml bottle and put it into the smaller dram. Um, and then I have more control. And, and that's how I use a lot of my oils. I actually have like a little travel pouch um, that has those smaller little vessels in it. So that one, I'm not taking big bottles with me everywhere I go, but also um, it just gives me, it gives me more control. So the linen spray is, um, you know, you could do the same thing. If you know that you have like a little dropper that you use. Now don't use, FYI, disclaimer, don't use your eyedropper to suck up essential oils and use in a DIY project and then use your same dropper to put stuff in your eyes. <laughs> I mean, maybe that goes without saying, but it's just a disclaimer on my part. 
Um, you never want to put essential oils in any orifice of your body, your eyes, your nose. Um, they can be blended and put around things, but you never want to put them into your ear canal and into your eyes. And if they get into your eyes, it's going to be painful. And there's ways to, to remedy that because accidents do happen, right? But um, the linen spray is really just um, witch hazel, really, unscented witch hazel that you can get at any grocery store or pharmacy or big box store. And then 30 drops of your essential oil and your spray bottle. And um, you can, you know, if you want to fill it up half witch hazel, half water, you could do that too. Just know that it may evaporate a little quicker. Um, I sometimes even use um, grain alcohol, like a vodka or Everclear in mine, half that, half water, because that that fragrance will stick around even longer with the grain alcohol, even, even more so than the witch hazel. And then I just spray it onto, you know, my bed before I get in every night. Or when I make it in the morning, I always spray my bed um, before I, you know, make it in the morning as well. So that's another way you can freshen like your clothes or freshen your linen closet, you know, your towels and your sheets and things like that. Um, let's see, your pillowcases too. So we're sort of moving into the bedroom without really moving into the bedroom. Um, but that's another way that you can, um, you know, it'll help with sleep. It'll also smell lovely. So all of these things that I feel like I've sort of mentioned today have been about how to make your house smell nice without all of the pollutants and chemicals, but it's so much, it's so much deeper than that. And maybe two hours <laughs> isn't a bad idea. Maybe that was a, a slip, but not, um, not, a, not, you know, not by mistake um, because the oils have so many more properties than just making your house smell nice. So when we're talking about freshening your linens, right, or um, putting some on your, your bed linens before you go to bed, it can be something as simple as spraying it on, onto your pillow with lavender or serenity or um, one of the oils that's sort of an adaptogenic like orange, it could be like orange and cedar wood maybe. You spray that onto your pillow at bedtime. It's not only going to smell lovely, which is nice, but um, they're also, these oils are oils that are going to be calming. They're going to help your mind to settle down. They're going to be um, oils that calm your nervous system and help you to get a better night's sleep. And if you don't want them directly on your face, um, sprayed directly on your pillowcase, then this is what I usually do um, for my kids. Or like for my neighbor's kids, when they ask about their, their children not sleeping well, is I tell them to put it on a tissue or a handkerchief, a cloth handkerchief, um, and tuck it inside the pillowcase because you're still going to get the fragrance, but it's not going to be so um, so in your face. Or if you're concerned that maybe the oil um, will be irritating to your skin, which probably won't, but if that's a concern for you, then putting it on a tissue or an, a handkerchief and putting it inside the pillowcase um, it's not going to be directly touching your skin, but you're still going to get the benefits and the properties from it. Um, all right. So since we're sort of talking about bedroom, um, since we started talking about bed linens and linen sprays and stuff like that, um, I also have a diffuser in my bedroom. I, um, I love candles. I do. I now make my own, but not very often, right? Because they just never seem to have that potency or that smell of 
like my favorite Bath and Body Works candle. <laughs> they just never seem to have that strength that I really enjoy. But I do have a diffuser in my bedroom. And my diffuser is um, both a diffuser and a humidifier. So here we are, right, starting to get cooler, maybe not where Sheila is, but for the rest of us, some people even had snow. And, um, and so my diffuser is right by my bed. And as my heat starts to, you know, beyond more, and the air gets a little drier, my throat gets a little scratchier. Um, you know, I, I turn that on and it's got my essential oils. Plus it's giving me that humidifier, um, that moisture in the air that my skin and everything so desperately craves this time of year. So that's another thing you can do um, in your bedroom. I have dogs that sleep in the bedroom with us, not in the bed, but one on one side and one on the other side. And um, so I like to wash their bed linens with the on guard laundry soap, but I also like to spray like their beds. So their beds stay smelling nice. Um, oh, speaking of dogs, <laughs> my daughter just came in and my dog's greeting her. It's not my guide dog. GDB trains their dogs good. <laughs> Um, but your, your skin is your largest organ. So just know that like anything you're applying to your skin, anything that you're um, putting on your clothes as you wash them, anything you're washing your bed linens in, anything that's touching your skin is going to be absorbed into your skin. You have pretty large pores on your skin. And again, it's your largest organ. So um, just be aware of that. You may say to yourself, well, I buy organic foods. Um, I, I don't drink caffeine. I, I try to limit my sugars. I mean, that's all great. I'm not discouraging that. That's all great stuff to do, but it's, it's deeper than that. It's the clothes that you're wearing. It's, um, the way that you're fragrancing your home. It's the way that you're cleaning your home. Um, it's the, it's the way that you're, um, you know, it, it has, the oils have so many benefits in each room of your house from your office right? What can you diffuse in your office that's going to keep you awake, that's going to motivate you, that's going to um, help you feel inspired, that might, maybe you're having a day that you're feeling a little depressed, or maybe you're having a day that you're congested, you're getting a cold, right? Like, what can you diffuse in your office area that's going to mean the most productive day possible, even though you might not be feeling your best? Every single room in your home um, you know, from, from the live, from your vacuuming your living room, right? Do you sprinkle down? I don't even know what that stuff's called because I haven't used it in so long, but do you sprinkle down the stuff on your carpet um, that you don't know what's in it, but your kids are laying on it an hour from now, or your dogs are laying on it an hour from now, or do you simply take a, a handkerchief, or not a handkerchief, but a Kleenex, put a couple drops of oils on that Kleenex, tear the Kleenex up, sounds crazy, tear it up, throw it on the floor that you're going to be vacuuming and, um, and then vacuum it up. It gets that same smell like into the canister of the vacuum. Um, if that's the fragrance you're looking for, or you can simply put a couple drops on a cotton ball and put it down in the canister of the vacuum so that as you're vacuuming, you get that fragrance. Um, or you can make up if you're looking for like the sort of sort of antibacterial cleansing properties of, of vacuuming, I guess, and instead of putting that sprinkle stuff down, you can make up your own. And all it is is baking soda and whatever essential oils you want. And I make mine in a old spice jar so that it has the sprinkle top on it. Make sure you clean the jar out really well. 
and I just make a small batch of it up in, in a spice jar. And then you can sprinkle that onto your carpet. Um, so it can have the lemon or it can have the floral or it can have the, you know, the fall um, scents to it and sprinkle it onto your carpet and, and then vacuum it up. And you, you've got the same thing. It's just that that other stuff that's been sitting on a shelf in a store for who knows how long has shelf stabilizers and preservatives and, and who knows what else in it. So, um, so many things, you guys. So I think I'm going to, I think since everyone's coming in the door and it may get a little crazy, <laughs> I think I'm going to end what I have to say. Um, reach out to me if you want information or have specific questions. And um, I'd be happy to reply to you as soon as I can. I will be at convention later this week, but if you get it to me soon. Um, Sheila, does anyone have their hands raised or does anyone have any questions? Well, not yet. Okay. If anyone does, feel free to raise your hand and we can answer a couple questions. And if not, um, in a couple weeks, you guys, well, actually next week, all of the holiday products come out and I love them and I can't wait. And I'm super excited because it's some really fun, beautiful ways to fragrance your home um, with things that you can only get now during the holidays and they sell out really fast. Um, but in a couple weeks, you guys, when I come back, um, some really exciting things are happening for me in my health journey that I want to share with you guys. And I'm always torn what to share that is that really comes across to you as genuine friends sharing with friends and not making it pitchy and salesy. I never want to be that person. So I hope that that's how I'll come across when I talk to you in a couple of weeks. But let me just like tempt you or tease you by saying that um, many of us have sleep issues, right? We've talked about it on previous calls. Many of us have sleep issues. I, I've gone days and days and days, and I don't have a diagnosis of any such thing that says, hey, Haley's having a manic stage and she's been awake for days. I don't have that. Um, but I do have insomnia and, and, and I think my vision um, loss has a lot to do with that. And I've never been a good sleeper. And I've used oils in my diffusers that have helped. But until I started taking this new product, um, I'm blown away. I'm blown away by the sleep that I'm getting. Um, I'm blown away that sometimes I have so much energy that it used to be a struggle for me to get 5,000 steps on my Fitbit. And the other day before I went to bed, I checked my Fitbit to see how many steps I had. I didn't feel it vibrate during the day or anything like that. I wasn't sure. I thought, gosh, I hope I get to my 10,000, even if I have to march for the next 10 minutes. And I checked and I had nearly 18,000 steps and I hadn't left my house. <laughs> I did do a two mile walk, like a walk at home video in the morning. Um, but like I'm getting anywhere from sort of, I don't know, 10 to 18,000 steps a day. My energy is improved. My sleep is better. Um, I'm down a pant size and um, my skin feels amazing. My wrinkles are getting less. I mean, I'm not just like saying this. It truly is happening. People are noticing. I went to the doctor today and um, I'm going to be getting some blood work done in December and I can't wait to get it done to see like how things have changed. So in a couple of weeks when I come back, 
I want to talk to you guys about like, what is it that I'm taking? Um, how hard is it? What does it taste like? Um, what changes am I seeing? What are other people's changes that they're seeing? And so that's what we're going to talk about in a couple weeks when I when I come back to spend some time with you guys. And I'll be back at my regular time, which is um, 1 p.m. I think 1 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. So just look for it in the schedule. But I'll be back to um, to that morning time for me. And, and maybe we'll just see, like, we'll see, do, do more people, does this time work better for people? Or does that early morning time, you know, 10 p.m. my time or 10 a.m. my time, does that work better for people? Because I'm pretty flexible. I want to reach as many of you as, as I can. And so um, I could be more flexible with my time um, if I'm missing a lot of you. So that's what I, what's what I want to say. <laughs> We're good, Sheila, my mm -hmm. friend. No hands. Okay, no hands. Nope. All right, my lovelies. All right, it's Halloween. All right, my lovelies. <laughs> that was that's not what I meant, but that's what it, that's what it sounded like when I said it. That's not that what I meant. Good. So anyway, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm gonna check in with my daughter now and see how her day went. It's meals out Monday at our house, so no cooking for me. And, um, and hopefully my son and, and his driving teacher is still in one piece. So <laughs> thanks for joining me, everyone. I appreciate you. And thank you, Belinda and Sheila. You are very welcome. Have a beautiful rest of your day.